Peter King releases his early power rankings and has the Buccaneers a little lower than you would expect. And we discuss the Bucks' secret weapons on offense and defense. And we're going to take your questions in the YouTube live chat. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can check out all of his written work over at BucksGameDay.com. I'm over at BucksNation.com. And of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Yeah, thanks again, Bucks Nation, for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. Um, I'm going to go ahead and quickly apologize right now because, James, something has gone wrong with our live settings. Um, I will fix those for the future, but... Those of you listening or watching live, you're here with us right now, so that'll be okay. We'll fix that for future audiences. Right now, James, Peter King released his power rankings as he does every offseason for Football Morning in America uh, in his column, and the Buccaneers came in lower than I know you and I expected, and I am I'm pretty pretty confident in predicting that Bucs fans are also going to be surprised where the Buccaneers came in on these rankings. Yeah, in his rankings, uh, Peter King named Buffalo number one, followed by the Los Angeles Chargers at number two, then the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Rams, the Green Bay Packers, and the Buccaneers at number six. The top ten was rounded out by the Bengals, the Ravens, the Eagles, and the 49ers. About the Bucs, Peter King said, quote, I could have put the Bucs ahead of Green Bay. Maybe I should have. I just don't take for granted that 45-year-old Brady will just pick up where he left off, even with bottom feeders Carolina and Atlanta to get fat off, uh, off of. I'm assuming he meant the Bucs will be seriously challenged by the Saints, 4-0 versus Brady and Tampa in the regular season in the last two years for division supremacy, even post Peyton. Have you noticed a trend in the NFC? Every top contender is somehow diminished. The Rams without Von Miller and maybe Beckham, the Packers without Devontae Adams, Dallas without Amari Cooper and Randy Gregory, the Saints without longtime coach Sean Payton, Arizona without Chandler Jones, Christian Kirk, and a six-game suspension for DeAndre Hopkins. The Bucs are part of that trend. They've got two new guards protecting Brady. Rob Gronkowski's future is uncertain, and they might be without Chris Godwin recovering from a January 3rd ACL surgery at the start of the season, end quote. He had plenty more to say, but that's just the snippet that uh, that we're giving you here on this show. Right. I mean, you know, uh, far be it for me to, to say that Peter King doesn't know what he's talking about because Peter King obviously knows what he's talking about. He's been doing this longer than I will have done it by the time I stop doing it. He's already been doing it longer. Um, and to, to Peter's uh, uh, own admission and to his own credit, James, I actually mentioned this to you pre uh, before we went live, he actually wrote in his column, just, just kind of a warning. I'm not very good at this. Like he, and he kind of gave a history going back to last season of how many teams, I mean, the Bengals, I think he said he had 26 uh, or 27th in this power rankings, but, uh, but that also shows you like Peter King is not just ranking the off season, right? Like we always have the off season champion and the Buccaneers for years and years were the off season champions. He is talking about, these are the teams as he ranks them 
entering the season, right? Like that's that this is who he expects to be kind of the top teams. Now he did have, uh, he said, I think eight of the eight of the teams in the top ten, I think, ended up in the playoffs. So he was pretty good there. Um, Buffalo, I mean, I think Buffalo is kind of like the darling of everybody this offseason for some reason. I know I picked them last year to be uh, the AFC representative for the Super Bowl. So I kind of feel like everybody's just kind of catching up to to the hype that I already had, and they've gotten a little bit better. So I kind of see that. Honestly, James, the 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 two that really surprised me in the top five ahead of Tampa Bay, not even getting to the top 10, uh, hello Eagles, are the Los Angeles Chargers and the Green Bay Packers. Because the Los Angeles Chargers, like, I, I like Justin Herbert. I like what they've got going on there. You know, I think they've got a very good defense when healthy, obviously, but it seems like every year that defense, almost every single season anyway, they suffer a catastrophic injury to a very key playmaker. And granted, they got Khalil Mack now, Bosa, and, and all those guys, Derwin James. Sorry, Seminole fans are Buccaneers fans, uh, but he's there. Um, but it just, it kind of seems like every year they get snake bin by one of these injuries. And I just kind of anticipate it's probably going to happen again. Plus, until the Chargers really kind of prove that they're one of those teams, it's kind of hard for me to buy that they are one of those teams. I see the potential, but they're also going up against the Chiefs. They're going up against the Raiders that now have Devontae Adams. They're going up against the Broncos that have Russell Wilson. So I just I, I kind of question the, the Chargers being up there. And then the Green Bay Packers. I mean, the Bucs have done nothing but handle the Green Bay Packers in the Tom Brady era. Um, <laughs> era uh, in quotations for those listening on our audio format. But, um, you know, again, just those two teams specifically – the rest of them, I mean, the Bucks have handled the Chiefs too, so you can go there, but I get the admiration and the affection uh, for Patrick Mahomes, so I kind of understand where uh, an outsider would come with that. But even for an outsider, putting the Packers in charge ahead of the Bucks just seems a little suspect to me. Yeah, I mean, we we know that the power of the NFL is full-blown shifted to the AFC, right? Uh, especially the AFC West. You have you know the Bengals and the Ravens in, in you know you know in the AFC North. AFC East, you have you have the Bills and you have the Patriots. There's no question the AFC is is more talented than the NFC when you take it team by team. However, I am not ready to put the Los Angeles Chargers ahead of the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. Like, let alone yeah. being ahead of Kansas yeah. City, being ahead of Green Bay, being ahead of Tampa Bay, being ahead of Cincinnati. They're not even the best team in their own city. Right. And Peter King has him sitting at number two. So, look, I get it. Uh, but would I put the Buccaneers much higher right now? No, probably not. I would probably move them up to number five because I'm taking the Chargers and I'm dropping them down to yeah. nine where the Eagles are. The Eagles can go hang out at 19. There's no reason for them to be in the top 10 or yeah. the top 15. That's an abomination. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm not ready to crown the Chargers yet. I, I think right. they have potential. I think they're an exciting football team, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do this season. I think Justin Herbert is a future star in the NFL, and, and the dude can absolutely sling it, but they're not the second-best team preseason, pre-training right. camp in, in the National Football League. Yeah, absolutely. That's where, I mean, look, next year when Peter writes the same column, that's where he's going to have to admit that he messed it up. And again, he says he's not very good at this. Um, but look, you know, at the same time, look, if the Chargers run away with the AFC West and and, and make a run deep in the playoffs, maybe he's going to be coming back and saying, look, guys, there's a reason uh, that I'm the king. And the reason that Rock Auto is the king, James, because they bring a service to our listeners and to us specifically that nobody else can bring. Because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles, it's literally impossible 
for your auto parts store or your dealership to have every part you're ever going to want or every part under the specifications and the brands that you are going to want for your vehicle. So why go there? Why deal with the guy behind the computer who says, I can give you this, I recommend this, when in reality, they just recommend to you what they already have in their warehouse because they've already spent money on it. They need you to give them that money back. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts at a chainsaw or auto, sharp, auto parts dealer than what you can get it for at Rock Auto, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, whether you're a full-time mechanic, do-it-yourselfer, or a combination of both. Maybe you're somebody who runs a garage out of your home, and they have everything you could ever need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So head to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? We know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Second two here, the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen or your first view every single day. Shout out to our Saints fan in the comments, taking us up on our, our Twitter trash talk, dropping in here, dropping some trash talk, supporting the Saints. Hey, we're here for all the noise. Uh, and shout out to Tyler there, one of our loyal viewers over wow. on YouTube. How can we be sure that Austin uh, Schlachter, I hope I'm pronouncing that uh, correctly, isn't just Ross? Uh, uh, Ross Burner, I think I think that's an investigation that needs to happen after we get off of this live stream here. Uh, but make sure all of you out there are also checking out Locked on Sports today, our daily podcast covering the biggest sports stories hosted by Peter Bukowski, uh, free and available wherever you listen to or you're watching this show right now. Who is Tampa Bay's best kept secret, James? According to Bleacher Report, it is wide receiver Tyler Johnson Bleach Report writing, quote, over the past two seasons, we've seen glimpses of Tyler Johnson's playmaking ability behind Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and Rob Gronkowski in the pecking order among quarterback Tom Brady's pass catching options. He didn't get a consistent volume of targets yet. Johnson has converted 72 targets into 48 receptions for 529 yards and two touchdowns, though the Buccaneers added wide out Russell Gage to the roster. Godwin is still in the early stages of his recovery from a torn ACL Godwin's potential absence at the beginning of the 2022 campaign could allow Johnson to fill in as a starter for multiple weeks because of some question marks in the Buccaneers pass catching group. Johnson could rack up receiving numbers on the flip side. He'll have to settle for leftover targets if Godwin and Gronkowski returns and suits up for week one. If this had come out after Super Bowl 55 leading into the 2021 season, I would buy it. Because Tyler Johnson made some absolutely phenomenal plays through that postseason run, really started to kind of emerge. It took him a little while, and you expect that out of a rookie who's not getting a ton of playing time, right? So I would have bought in a little bit more. But then you have the whole issue where he comes in last year out of shape. He he never really caught on throughout the season. You have all these injuries happening uh, yeah. Yeah, to – Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and all these pass catchers, Scotty Miller goes out and he couldn't really get his footing either. And Tyler Johnson really wasn't anywhere to be found. Right. So I expect him to have a bounce back season and, and produce a little bit more, be a little bit bigger of a contributor to the offense, but I'm not putting him in a category of being the Buccaneers quote unquote, best kept secret when you really don't know what he is to begin with. Yeah, uh, I kind of, I kind of chalk this up to somebody. You know, it, look, it's it's hard when you're writing something about every single team, and and I've done it, James. You've done it. Several people 
I have done mock drafts come to mind, right? You go through and you're, you're mock drafting for all 32 teams or 28 that may that have a first round pick uh, or what have you. It's really hard to be an expert on every team. And, and honestly, it's, it's not hard. Nobody can do it. Nobody can be an expert on every single team. So you try to nail this uh, as much as you can. I, I'm, I'm going to give the writer of this over at Bleach Report a little bit of credit and say, you know, he's probably remembering all of the hype around Tyler Johnson coming out in that draft, the excitement of getting him there in the fifth round and, and kind of going with that because that was all very real. But like you said, coming in during the training camp, I mean, look, if you don't cover the Bucks or, or really pay attention to the Bucks, that comment from Bruce Arians about him coming in a little out of shape and all that, like kind of comes and goes, just kind of whips right by you and you never really catch on to it. So I'm going to give them credit for that. You do see better uh, production in year two than you did year one. So that kind of gives the, the outsider, you know, who's, who maybe is stat scouting a little bit, a reason to maybe be a little bit more of a believer in what Tyler Johnson can do. That being said, Tyler Johnson, I think that potential is still there, right? And, and, and you want to see him grow from that mistake, learn from what he did in year two. If he can come in year three, showing those lessons were learned, and that he's going to apply them, then absolutely he could become a big part of this team. But I want to go for my best kept secret on the Buccaneers roster. I want to go with the guy who's already shown he can be productive when he's healthy. I'm going Scooter. I'm going Scotty Miller. And James, listen, he is such a well-kept secret in Tampa that it appears at times that Tampa doesn't even know how to use him. And that's why yeah. I have him as my best kept secret on the offense. Now, listen, some of this could honestly be the injury. I mean, he did suffer an injury, like yeah, you mentioned, absolutely. and perhaps that injury has been lingering. Perhaps it's been hindering some things that Scotty likes to do. That could explain why we didn't see him as much in 2021, honestly, as, as I think we all pretty much uh, expected, especially when you go back to the NFC Championship game against Green Bay Packers, and you could almost make an argument that if Scotty Miller's not on the field, maybe the Bucs don't come away with that win. It ends up a lot closer than everybody really wanted it to be in that end of this first half touchdown bomb to Scotty Miller really ends up being a defining moment uh, in that game. So I think it's Scotty Miller. And, and honestly, this right here, you look at the wide receiver group and they pick Tyler Johnson. That kind of supports my case uh, that Scooter is, is a very, very well kept secret in Tampa. But I'm kind of hoping maybe in these first weeks if Chris Godwin isn't available or at least not up to speed that maybe he can uh, he can kind of uh, turn that tide a little bit. And I have a, an honorable mention I want to drop if I can before we get out of this segment, if we have time. Yeah, well, in real quick reaction, I was really excited for Scotty Miller last year because if if some of our listeners and, and viewers remember, Bruce Arians made it a point to say that that Scotty needs to have more of those grimy catches, right? He needs to have some of those dirty over the middle Adam Humphreys style catches uh, to really take his game to the next level because Scotty Miller's usage was, hey, run faster than the guy defending you, look up, catch the ball, score a touchdown. That was it. That was what you got from Scotty Miller. He needed to add that next level to his game of being able to catch those short passes over the middle and, and be able to use his quickness in addition to his speed. And then he gets hurt and it kind of derails everything. So I really want to see that implemented into, into his game next season. But my best kept secret is Gio Bernard on the offensive side of the ball because it seemed like as soon as Gio really started to get going and get comfortable and see some pretty – sustained and, and, and regular usage in the offense, he goes down with that injury. Now, he came back for the playoffs, but it, it seemed like as soon as he got his feet under him in this Buccaneers offense, they got pulled out from under him. And, and we I don't feel we ever saw Geo's full potential in this offense with Brady and, and being able to spell Leonard Fournette a little bit. And I really think that that can tap into something that makes this Buccaneers offense even more dangerous. You know, we talked yesterday uh, about 
you know, it's, it's more than just the short routes or the intermediate routes or the deep routes. It's also the passes behind the line of scrimmage. And what Geo is able to do in those situations can really flip a game on its head. He can, he can take a pass two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and all of a sudden you have a 17-yard gain, and mm. you flip the field, and you've stolen momentum from the opposing team. We didn't get that out of Geo in 2021. I think it's still in there. I think he can still do it, and I need to see that unleashed in this Buccaneers offense. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, let's flip it over to the defensive side of the ball. And my best kept secret there, not a secret to some Bucks fans, but yeah. I think he's more of one of the overlooked players. We talk all the time about how great Vita Bay is. We talk about how great Indomitian Sue was for this team. Now we're talking about the addition of Logan Hall and, and we're talking about Shaq Barrett, all these other guys. William Golston is so good at the football and he's one of the best run stoppers on this team. And he's just consistently overlooked. In their Super Bowl run, he led the team in quarterback hits. But nobody ever talks about him. Nobody ever pays attention to him. He's consistently yeah. overlooked and ignored. And that, to me, is the definition of a secret weapon. Everyone's so worried about Vita and Tryon Shoyinka and Shaq Barrett and JPP and Adama Katsu and all these other guys. William Golston's like, all right, I'm just going to go out here. I'm going to make plays. I'm going to produce, and I'm going to go sit down and have some Gatorade. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, but you know what? There's there's a little bit less pressure on him as well, right? But yeah, one of the harder working guys on the roster. Super happy to see him coming back for the 2022 NFL season. Uh, my secret weapon on the D or secret, my best kept secret on the defense uh, is going to be KJ Britt. And listen, this this is a guy that coming into the NFL draft uh, last year. You know, you know, we talked about the Senior Bowl. He was he he stood out in the Senior Bowl for me. Uh, Auburn linebacker. He really was surprised that the Buccaneers took him. Not a lot of conversations with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers leading up to draft weekend, which kind of shows how much confidence the Buccaneers had in making him a draft pick and a new member of this team. Uh, we've talked about the depth behind linebacker, right? A lot of people talked about drafting another linebacker. Uh, you know, Devin Lloyd, I think, is, was a name that was brought up. There were some others, Chad Muma, during the, the mock draft season uh, before the NFL draft. I think that the Buccaneers have a little bit more confidence in KJ Britt than maybe most did. And it's, it's reasonable that not a lot of people did. You didn't see a whole lot of out of them, which is I think a good thing, but I think here in the next two or three seasons, you're going to see an uptick in KJ Britt's ability. Uh, we talk about Kyle Trask and, you know, developing behind the learning of Tom Brady and the coaching staff and all that stuff. Well, listen, KJ Britt's learning behind Levante David, mm -hmm. one of the smartest and most present linebackers in the game today and during his entire career. And Devin White, one of the fastest, one of the most electric, one of the most energetic linebackers in the game. You have a great combination there of resources for KJ Britt to learn from. So if we're going to give Kyle Trask some some benefit of the doubt from learning behind Brady and, and Blaine Gabbert, I think KJ Britt needs some of that benefit of the doubt as well. So I make him uh, my best kept secret on the defense. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and I think that we got the answers 100% correct. Real quick, who is your honorable mention? Oh, my honorable mention was Brashad Perryman, uh, wide receiver. I mean, look, Brashad, he showed up once before for the Buccaneers when they need him the most. Uh, Chris Godwin, if he can't go early, if he can't go at all for a little, I mean, there's been some who projected, what, December, right? If 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 Chris Godwin's out for a little bit, look, I think Brashad Perryman maybe comes in and saves the day again. Yep, I do love that pick, too. So as a collective, David, we were right, uh, as usual, and our reward should simply be brownies, but not just regular brownies, brownie batter built puffs that's right built has a new creation and this one is better than ever the brownie batter puff 
The Puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on Built.com. Have you tried the Puffs yet? I'm not sure what you're waiting for if you haven't, because Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar, delicious flavored marshmallow, covered in 100% real chocolate and with only 140 calories, as well as 17 grams of protein and only seven grams of sugar, the brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. All Built Puffs and Built Bars covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Go to Built.com and get the brownie batter puffs right now. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Monday Night Live slash Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning potentially sweeping the Florida Kitty Cats. Yes. It is a glorious day for Tampa Bay fans. And uh, now we are going to dive into your questions here in segment three. But we're going to start with some submissions from our listeners via email and voicemail. If you have some questions for us right now, for those of you watching live on YouTube, drop them in the chat. But David, let's go ahead and start things off with an email from Brandon. Yeah, so Brandon shot in this question. Look, he actually shot in a little bit, uh, a little while ago, but it's still valid now. And basically what he wants to know, James, is could the Buccaneers look into signing a veteran cornerback? And and uh, cornerback is obviously a position that's got a lot of attention, a lot of conversation, but his his recommendation that he brings up is Jimmy Smith, former Baltimore Ravens cornerback. Don't make the mistake I did and look him up and come up with a former Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver. That would not work. Even a Jimmy Smith's best would not work, but I think Jimmy Smith, Ravens, former cornerback, uh, could be a better option. What do you think about bringing in another veteran cornerback? I could actually see this being like a veteran minimum signing, almost like that Richard Sherman role last year. You have that veteran leadership. You have versatility in Jimmy Smith that the Bucs could utilize to their advantage, and it's just some some insurance back behind, uh, you know, Jim L. Dean and uh, Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting and Zion McCollum and and the rest of the crew there. So I could see that potentially happening because it's not going to cost you a lot of money. Uh, will it? Probably not. They might wait until an injury happens like they did last year. I don't think they should, but they very well could. Uh, but I actually would like the idea of Jimmy Smith joining again for a vet minimum deal. All right, David, let's go ahead and uh, kick it over to the voicemail line and hear from our buddy Kevin in Orlando. James, Kevin from Orlando calling. I'm calling because um, you had a question at the end of your latest episode about who you might, um, who we might think uh, should be uh, roasting Tom Brady in his upcoming Netflix series. And honestly, um, when I first heard about this, um, series. It got my attention. And the first thing I thought of is, well, um, I think the best, the best, the, the, the most obvious choice would be the common football fans. And the reason why is because common football fans have a lot of questions for Tom Brady. Um, number one is, well, regarding the tuck rule that pretty much started his whole entire career. Um, you know, he just recently admitted that, uh, possibly, um, they're, they're, um, that they're 
that uh, the wrong call was made regarding the tuck rule. And you know that Raiders fans would definitely love to roast Tom Brady about that because that tuck rule thing kind of started his whole career with that. Also, too, um, you know, Deflategate. There really needs to be a lot of questions about Deflategate. How much did he know? How much was he involved? There needs to be questions with that regarding uh, him being roasted. And also, too, in the early 2000s regarding, you know, Bill Belichick's uh, cheating scandals about, uh, you know, these uh, tapes that were recorded of other teams' practices so that the Patriots had a leg up. Uh, There's a lot of things like that that uh, really need to be asked, but we all know that with how it stands right now, these questions are not going to be asked. This is a this whole series is a puff piece. It's going to be asked about his personal life and other events that he did with these people and things like that. And sure, those things might make him feel uncomfortable if he did some embarrassing things. But a real roast would be questions about these football things. You know, these will definitely make him uncomfortable. This is what the common public wants to know are these things. Anyway, this is my thoughts to what really needs to be asked to Tom Brady and what I feel is a real roast is. And I don't think that that's going to happen in this series, and I think you guys know that too. Anyway, this is just my opinion about uh, this series, and um, just about to let you know. All right, Kevin, thank you very much for the uh, the voicemail. David, your thoughts on uh, on Kevin's roast reaction, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, I think all those topics that he mentioned are absolutely going to come up in the conversations. I just, I mean, roast—it's not really a, you know, it's not really a Q and A type of type of environment anyway. I mean, I haven't seen every roast you know ever known to man, but I, you know, I don't think it's really an environment for Tom Brady to kind of go up on the stand, as it were, and be questioned about things you know from his career. But at the same time, I mean, look, Tom Brady's been honest before. I mean, you have kind of the tuck rule, you know, you know, tongue in cheek thing that he did. And then uh, I remember going to the last offseason, James, he kind of did that appearance where he said that the NFL rules are are allowing quarterbacks and offenses to get away with setting up their receivers in bad positions uh, when when hits come from defenders that are flagged for unnecessary roughness or or helmet to helmet, all those things. So, I mean, Tom Brady doesn't shy away from the truth necessarily, but yes, he does protect his image and his brand. But I mean, look. Once he's retired, like the, the statute of limitations is gone. Like they're not going to come back and take his rings. So, I mean, I see where the trepidation and the concern comes in, but I think eh, you might be a little surprised at how, how forthcoming Tom Brady is post uh, post playing days. Yeah, I can pretty much guarantee they're going to talk about deflate gate. They're going to talk about him destroying his cell phone. They're going to talk about him breaking up with his pregnant girlfriend for Giselle. They're, they're going to hit Brady with some stuff. If it's, if it's anything like any roast I've ever seen, they're going to go for the jugular and it'll all be in good fun. Real quick, shout out to our buddy, Matt from Morvin, Georgia, dedicated listener. He shot both of us uh, a DM saying, when we gave our our nominees, how could we leave off Adam Sandler, the lifelong Jets fan? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Adam Sandler participate in a roast, but I wouldn't put it past him to jump in to this one. Um, all right, a couple of questions from the uh, from the live chat. We have Broderick Perry, and he says, "Any word on the Bucks bringing in an edge or a D tackle?" Akeem Hicks uh, would help take us to another level. David, your thoughts on on bringing in another D tackle? I think if they personally, I think if they bring one in, it's going to be Sue, or it's just going to be a rotational depth guy. I don't think you're bringing in any any big names at this stage. 
Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, this this is the part of the off-season program where, I mean, communication starts to get worked on, signals start getting installed, you know, check with me, calls, signals, all you know, all those things. So it, it's, it's I won't say it's impossible, but it's kind of hard to add add people after this point in time, which is why when you see these, like, July or August editions, typically they're guys who have played in these systems before. That's where you get, like, the the Tampa Bay Bears from Lovey Smith and, and the Cardinals and and all these things. So, uh, you know, if, if there's a history there, then then it makes a little bit more sense and you can kind of go with that a little bit better. But as we get deeper into the offseason programs, the less history there is between coaching staff and player, the less likely it is they're going to come in because you're, you're already behind uh, the lessons. I think the Buccaneers, honestly, I think kind of going back to the cornerback thing, I think they're they're pretty much sold on what they have for right now and barring injury or just – kind of an oh no like this is not what we thought we had um i don't know that you'll see any any major splashes but i mean also never say never it's the nfl and i think we wake up tomorrow and and uh both those guys could be on the roster i don't think so but it could happen yeah uh i'm, I'm with you and, and that's kind of why i was surprised i mentioned on an episode last week that russell gage was one of the ones that wasn't in attendance uh, at the the mini camp or the OTAs because it's like this is a guy that needs to start to learn this offense, learn this verbiage, and and mm-hmm. start to get the playbook down. And and him not being there was a little bit of a surprise to me. Not a huge deal, just a little bit surprising. And then okay. um, Dante Jones jumped in and he asked thoughts on Julio Jones potentially coming to town. Dante, we actually dove into that big time on yesterday's episode. Yeah. So if you want our full thoughts. Uh, make sure to go back and check that one out. But essentially, my thoughts are thanks, but no thanks. Uh, Julio's kind of fallen off pretty significantly lately, whether that's situation or injury. I don't think he's going to bring you anything that you can't get from some other free agents out there on the market with not as big of a name, but maybe right. more productive at this stage in their careers versus Julio. Yeah. And again, you talk about the scheme, scheme knowledge and, and IQ and all that stuff like Brashad Perryman. We just kind of mentioned him a little bit ago. Like I understand like body of work. Brashad Perryman doesn't outdo Julio Jones, but Brashad Perryman with experience in this knowledge and experience with this system versus Julio, who would have to come in and not only has his kind of age related, injury related uh, hindrances, but also would have to learn the scheme, learn uh, the calls and the signals and everything. I think that the Buccaneers are pretty good where they have. And then James Brandon, who sent us the email that we covered a little bit. I also come in here in the live chat with a question. I uh, will take this last one before we get out of here today. Could the Bucks look at signing John Bostic as a backup linebacker, former Washington linebacker? Uh, again, it, I wouldn't put it past them at yeah. this stage, though, especially with Gronk still floating out there and knowing that you would have to tie up significant money for him. I don't think they're looking really at any depth pieces that are going to cost much more than the veteran minimum. Um, You know, I don't know what Bostic is going to command or what he's going to get offered, but I'm not going to say no, but to me, David, almost like you said, you start to look at at players that have connections with coaches on the staff at this stage in the game Mm -hmm. that already have an idea of the system, the scheme and the playbook. Yeah, look, John Bostic, I mean, wouldn't be a terrible idea, right? But I think, again, at this stage, I think you already would have had that addressed if you really wanted to for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't really say that KJ Britt is my best kept secret and then say that John Bostic could be a guy the Buccaneers bring in. Because <laughs> if that's if that's the truth, then my best kept secret turns into a rumor. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, with that, we are going to get out of here. Thank you to all of you that joined us in the, uh, the live stream and, and the live chat, even... Uh, our buddy, I have already forgotten his name. Goodness, I'm sorry. Austin Schlachter, 
who uh, who came in to uh, throw some uh, some hate towards the Bucks, and uh, obviously a big Saints fan. But we appreciate him coming in and keeping it civil, keeping it enjoyable, just a little trash talk. You love to see it. So we thank you for making Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. Now make Locked On NFL your second listen or view. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for the real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, I will be back tomorrow. Might have Evan Klosky, might not. Not sure yet. I need to talk to him about it. Hopefully, I do, because the Lightning, whether they win or lose in uh, about 10 minutes, they don't play tomorrow, so hopefully Evan is available. If not, I'll be flying solo, which means I'm going to need your help yet again. Send your questions, your topics, your thoughts to our email at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or give us a call at 813-444-5841. Check out all of David's written work over at BucksGameDay.com. My stuff is over at BucksNation.com. And of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire the cannons, go Bolts! Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.